This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Lieutenants, as always, we gather for alpha male pleasure maneuvers. We do not apologize for being alpha males. We do not kowtow for being alpha males. Under no circumstances do we make excuses for being alpha males. We are proud to be alpha males. And as such, we are proud to enjoy the fruits of our hard labor, and that includes fantastic cigars, delicious spirits, succulent delicacies, bodacious, racked, packed, and stacked dames, and everything associated with the alpha male lifestyle. And for the next two hours, you have come to the right place. We welcome you front and center today, lieutenants, as we get ready to enjoy the good life front and center right here for the next two hours. Long-ass greetings and salutations, a long-ass snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, long live the alpha male. If you care to join us, lieutenants, the nationwide cigar and pleasure alpha male-friendly hotlines are now open at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877-328-3007. Take a look at the uh, latest version of CigarDave.com. We had Sergeant Steve make some improvements, a little easier and cleaner to navigate, CigarDave.com. And when you go to CigarDave.com, make sure on the upper right you click to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all the various social media. And we have also put down a countdown to Trump. Operation Make America Great. As of right now, at 12.08 Eastern Time, there are 355 days, 23 hours, 51 minutes and 25 seconds until Donald Trump is inaugurated January 20th, 2017. Finally, an alpha male with big nads of steel that will once again occupy 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, the White House, and the Oval Office. And all the controversy, it's not even controversy, but the the contrived controversy around Trump by all these people that say, oh, Trump would be terrible for president, and oh, he's so mean, he's so this, he's so that, all spewed by wussified beta males that have known ads, spewed by women that are afraid of alpha males. They are chicks with Richards. Use the short abbreviation for that. That's all they are. And so what we see today now is an alpha male that is rising to the top, that is the front runner. I believe he will be the next president, which would be great because it's about time we get an alpha male in the Oval Office instead of the wussified beta enemy of America that's been sitting there for the last seven years. And by the way, would not I I feel that to support Hillary, it would only be appropriate for me to buy her her first pair 
well, not pair, but her first orange jumpsuit as she is put into the big house and she is thrown into the clink. I don't know, maybe Leavenworth. Uh, you know, it set her down to Gitmo with all the people that she loves down there, all the enemies of America. But she's going to look great in an orange jumpsuit. The only thing is they're going to have to custom tailor it to make sure it's extra, extra, extra wide to fit her very rotund bottom into it. All right, lieutenants, we have a very special guest who will co-host with me for the next two hours. Joining us from the European Theater of Operations in a classified underground location Somewhere in London, the home of the great Winston Churchill, Mick the Brit, colonel in charge of the European Theater of Operations. Mick, long-ass greetings, my friend. General, great to hear you here in the UK, and welcome to the CCRN, European Theater of Head- Headquarters, European Theater of Headquarters uh, broadcast studio here in London. This is our inaugural broadcast here proper. Yes, a new studio that we had custom designed for you, Mick, with uh, all the accoutrements. We even have, not only do we have cigars, a giant humidor, we've got uh, high-definition, state-of-the-art televisions with satellite, but we also have your very own beer vending machine, Mick. Yes. (laughs) To make sure you are properly fueled. And we actually imported this. I do not know if you saw this, Mick. You probably wonder where we got that vending machine from. In Belgium. They are now erecting very unique beer vending machines. You swipe your credit card, you swipe your ID, and it will not serve you one beer. It will actually give you a six-pack or a case, depending on whether you buy. There's there's these lockers that open up. You can either get on the bottom, which has a case or a six-pack. In your case, Mick, we got... Every single locker is filled with cases of your... What is your favorite beer, by the way? Is it Guinness? No, it's my next one, General. The same as with cigars. It's my next one. Oh, your next one is your favorite. Very good. Outstanding. All right, Mick, what is going on in the European Theater of Operations? Enemies of pleasure and the migrants rearing their ugly heads? Indeed they are. And uh, we'll see uh, Cameron, shall we call him? Because he has no nads, our David Cameron. And uh, the doors are slung wide open. He's trying to make out. He's trying to do a deal with Europe. uh, To uh, but we want out of Europe, General. Uh, Some of the polls say that we don't. Others say that we do. But from what I see and hear here in the UK, we want out. So uh, that's what's going on. And of of course, uh, your Donald Trump has made the news, and indeed was spoken about in Parliament. Uh, Again, it was just a waste of time. These armchair keyboard warriors. Now, with Facebook, if you get a petition of, uh, I think, over 100,000 people, then Parliament will talk about whatever you, you, you've you got the petition for. So that's what actually happened. My tax dollars, in your case, was being wasted with them expelling even more gas about, well, what I say, the, 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 about something that wasn't really... Uh, should consume the time of Parliament, and the time of Parliament should be consumed with far more far-reaching uh, events that are going on. Uh, well, I did hear, I did hear that that I did hear that that one of the conservative leaders stood up and said, "Well, I I despise what Donald Trump espouses and what he says. Nonetheless, he should have the that this should not be discussed here, and he has the right to say it. And what I find amazing is is that uh, the the liberals, the people who supposedly espouse free ideas and freedom of expression, they're the first ones that are t- afraid of freedom of speech and freedom of expression. And you may disagree with Donald Trump, but to actually have a 
petition debate in the House of Commons is absurd. That would be like here in the United States if one of your candidates, if your mayor, what is, what's his name, Boris? What's oh, the mayor Bo- of London? Bo- Boris Johnson, and he was actually born in New York. So, uh, yeah. Boris Johnson, correct. Uh, Boris, that would be like the U.S. House or the Senate debating on something he said and, and not letting him in. It's, it is a total waste of time. But by the way, I will say this. When Trump is inaugurated, he will gladly display the bust of Winston Churchill that one Barack Hussein Obama sent back the first day he took uh, took the oath of office. So I can tell you that the relations will be far better than what we have now. Now, Mick, uh, as you know, this general likes to have his harem. I like to travel with my harem of 32 at all times. And I've always stated that I would be the perfect replacement for Hugh Hefner. Let's face it. Hugh Hefner now is, I don't know, 179 years old, somewhere, somewhere between 179 and 190. He just does not look the part of a playboy. He just doesn't. No. Uh, he looks like their great, great, great grandfather. He just, it just doesn't work anymore because you just know damn well that he can't handle a threesome or a fivesome with any of those hot playmates. Well, the Playboy Mansion is officially on the market for $200 million. But as Ron Popeil would say, but wait, there's more. If you purchase the Playboy Mansion, there is a caveat. And the caveat is that Hugh Hefner will have the right to live in the Playboy Mansion until he is no longer around. So you can live in the Playboy Mansion. You can enjoy the Playboy Mansion, but you're going to have a roommate. And for $200 million, I'm not sure I want to have a roommate. So the Playboy Mansion is situated on five acres in Los Angeles' Holmby Hills. It is 20,000 square feet, 29 rooms, a four-bedroom guest house, There is a home theater, a gym, tennis court, swimming pool, a zoo license, and, of course, the world-famous Playboy Grotto. But the reality is whoever buys it is probably going to want to knock it down and bulldoze it and create something far more modern, more contemporary, and more efficient. So the question is, who is going to want to pay $200 million and have to have Hugh Hefner as a roommate for who knows how long? And all I can say is this, lieutenants, that if I was the successful bidder for the Playboy Mansion, I would say, Hugh, appreciate everything you've done for sexuality for men, women as well, but bye bye My property, go. And I would gladly retain all the playmates. They would be more than happy to reside at the mansion with me, which, of course, they would be lining up, Mick, as you know. But I would not have uh, Hugh Hefner as a roommate. But $200 million, and I, my prediction is nobody is going to want to buy it with Hugh Hefner as a roommate. And for years, Playboy has tried to get rid of this thing because the reality is they, they expend a huge amount of money for a, a magazine, an entity, a lifestyle, and a, just an image that no longer is compatible with Playboy. Hugh Hefner is not cool any longer. I think, Excuse General- me. All right. Mick, go ahead. I would uh, have him as my butler if that was me uh, being there. I'm not sure he could act as a butler. He doesn't look so good lately. But the dames look pretty good, Mick, so we can keep the dames no matter what. All right, lieutenants, when we come back, I've got a story story that is extremely disturbing. It is we've talked about the wussification of American boys. We have talked about the feminization of American boys. And I have a perfect example that I will share with you. An eight-year-old boy and what he did is incredibly disturbing. It bodes not very well for the future of America 
uh, America's alpha males. But nonetheless, we will keep up the fight front and center, 877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007. America's alpha male front and center. We shall continue around the corner. Cigars, spirits, diversions, dames, and the alpha male good life. The Cigar Dave Dave Show. Now, a conversation with Rocky Patel about the vintages. The vintages. I sought out to find some of the oldest, rarest wrappers in the world. The 1990, 92, and 99 vintages are very special. You got three different wrappers on three great cigars. The 90 is a 12-year-old broadleaf wrapper. The 92 is a 10-year-old Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. And the 1999 is a gorgeous, golden, 7-year-old Connecticut wrapper. Three beautiful, mild, medium-bodied cigars. Tons of flavor, yet elegant and well-balanced. Great fermentation on tobacco. You're going to love it. The beauty about the vintages is that they draw great, they burn perfectly, and you can smoke them down to the last inch. You can't go wrong with any vintage. Every cigar, for the beginner to the aficionado, great masterpieces for your humidor. I hope you love it. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you nobody works harder to make a better cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. If you're like millions of cigar buffs, you've enjoyed a love affair with Romeo y Julieta. Your passion has made it the world's best-known brand, trusted to deliver an excellent mild smoke. But now, you're ready for something new and avant-garde, something bolder with more panache. Now, there's Romeo by Romeo y Julieta, a modern, fuller-bodied smoke created to lead an exciting new trend in luxury cigars. Romeo is our finest Romeo y Julieta, an awesome manly smoke, robust and rich in complex flavor sensations. Each leaf is carefully selected, delicately aged, and meticulously crafted by expert hands full of wisdom and tenderness. Hands with decades of experience, culminating in an unforgettable smoke. Your first Romeo will blow you away. The passion you've always felt will soar to new heights. You'll discover the passion that burns within. Visit The Cigar Life on Facebook and Twitter. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers.
Super Snacks for Super Bowl is exactly one week away. It is always the day before the Super Bowl and next Saturday, February 6th, it is Super Snacks for Super Bowl. Colonel Ange, Captain Paul, Exo Tim, Pumma, Puff Puff, and Laura, the entire crew will be front and center. We will miss Mick the Brit. He's got to stay in the European Theater of Operations watching his, his football, his European football but I'm sure he'll be watching the Super Bowl, and we've got a great lineup of food delicacies. Colonel Ange has just sent this to me. We will have bacon-wrapped buffalo poppers, layers of flavored buffalo wings for the Denver Broncos Bronco Burgers, a mile-high burger with just a half pound of ground chuck. Oh, we got up that. I think it needs at least a pound or a pound and a half. Then, in honor of the Carolina Panthers, who I am rooting for, grilled ham and cheese. And Colonel Ange also said we're going to be doing some uh, ribs. We've got a Brady and Belichick uh, butt. A little takeoff on Boston butt. Got a whole cornucopia of great delicacies. We'll also have some fantastic libations. We'll have the entire crew from a very classified clandestine location in the Cigar City of Tampa. Next week, Saturday, February 6th, noon to 2 live Eastern Time, Super Snacks for Super Bowl. And Mick the Brit, you will be missing a fantastic day. But I know you will be listening in the European Theater of Operations. General, you actually asked me to contribute two recipes for Super Snacks for Super Bowl, which I have done. I will be doing. Colonel Ange oh, you will are. be working for me. Indeed. What, what, what are the recipes? Will... Uh, I... All right, you want me to give them out now? Well, I just gave well, all the other ones. I don't need all the well, recipes. Okay, what okay. exactly are you going to be making? Okay, we're going to have, well, it's Super Snacks for Super Bowl with a British flavor. The Brits love fish and chips. So we're going to have fish and chips uh, cooked in a special way so that it can be done on the grill. And uh, we also, one of our snacks is a sausage roll. So we found a way of being able to make uh, a snack-sized sausage roll that you can make on the grill. And uh, Colonel Ange will reveal all uh, nearer the time. All right, all right. I, 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 we've got you. Got to work a little bit on the names, Mick. I mean, you know, think about it. We've got Bronco Burgers, grilled cam and cheese. You got to do something with the fish and chips, and and something with the sausage roll. But I'll let you think about it for the next week. Now, Mick, you know that I have always espoused here on the Cigar Dave Show that the alpha male is under attack. And, Brian, you can bring down the Fox NFL music. Fantastic. But when you think about alpha males and boys who are potential alpha males, we're all under attack. We are under attack. The wussification of the American male, of the American boy, has been underway for 45 years since the feminist movement began. And, Mick, it is now reaching alarming proportions. And the latest example, a story that I saw in the Daily Beast not too long ago, actually about two weeks ago, the headline, why Ethan, eight years of age, looks great in makeup no matter what his haters say. And there is a picture of the eight-year-old lad, Ethan Wilwert, in drag. And he, is, uh, t- he took this picture at a Mac makeup location, a Mac store, MAC, not to be confused with a Mac computer, but Mac, the makeup company. And his special wish for Christmas was an in-person makeup tutorial at the Mac Cosmetics store at his family's local Florida mall. A couple of months before Christmas, 
Uh, Ethan's mom, Season Wilwert, said, he and I were at the mall. We went into the Mac store. He's always been interested in makeup. It's something he likes to do creative-wise. It's something he gets excited about. He watches a lot of online tutorials. He's eight years of age. He should be watching football and hockey and basketball and playing with G.I. Joes and playing playing outside, acting like an eight-year-old boy should not be going into a Mac store, getting made up to look like a drag queen. And we will we will send out this picture. This is unbelievable. Uh, Ethan's mother said that uh, Ethan is already helping her do her own makeup. She said he does a much better job than I do on myself. Many times I have to borrow his stash of makeup. He helps me out. Mick, this is extremely disturbing. And one of his it- favorite... One second, Mick. One of his favorite uh, makeup uh, uh, artists is a designer, model, singer who has a theatrical drag queen style. And that's exactly what eight-year-old Ethan wanted to explore when he went into the Mac store and he got made up in drag. Mick, this is very disturbing. It is. He should be an eight-year-old boy, not a boy George wannabe. Exactly. You got it. He looks like bored boy George. As somebody said on Facebook, it's since been taken down, this kid will grow up to be well-adjusted, self-actualized, and will literally not give one flying F to the remaining insecure misogynists in our culture who will likely toss out insult at this kid from a place of cowardly anonymity. And I've got to tell you, I'm not being anonymous. I'm being... Front and center, this general, this alpha male in chief saying there is something very wrong. I'm not an insecure misogynist. I'm not being anonymous. Something wrong with this kid, eight-year-old, looking like boy George. It's an outrage. National Lightation is next. The January selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Perla Del Mar by J.C. Newman. It's a smooth, silky smoke with caramel and woody notes ever-present. Perla Del Mar has an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper and Nicaraguan filler and binder, giving it a depth of flavor you'll enjoy in Nicaraguan tobacco. Discover life's treasures. Discover Perla Del Mar. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. 
Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Lightation Maneuvers. And I should remind or should tell you, lieutenants, that I am coming to you from a clandestine forward theater of command in a very classified location somewhere on the North American continent. I cannot go much further than that, or I would be subject to the same penalties that a one Hillary Clinton will be facing when she is put into the big house. Leavenworth, whether they send her down to uh, Gitmo, wherever they send her, it's going to be so great to see the perp walk with Hillary Clinton and the big orange jumpsuit, the big wide bottom in that big orange jumpsuit. I don't care if it's orange or if it's black and white stripes. Just to see her on the perp walk will be absolutely so spectacular. That will call for a celebratory cigar. Well, I have uh, pulled out a cigar that I think is appropriate from Rocky Patel. He launched it about two years ago called the Rocky Patel Freedom. And Rocky was extremely perturbed at the FDA and all the enemies of pleasure that were trying to impose prohibition and take away our rights. So Rocky came out with the Rocky Patel Freedom. It's a beautiful cigar, medium to full bodied cigar, has a beautiful Oscuro wrapper made down in Nicaragua. It has uh, just a fantastic wrapper. That wrapper is uh, dark and oily, juicy, oscuro, a real flavor bomb, as Rocky would like to say. And when I ask Rocky to describe it, he always says it's got notes of espresso, notes of nuts, little cocoa, sweet, creamy finish. All I know is it tastes fantastic. And it's a very reasonably priced cigar. Talking in the $7 category, and I have just pulled out a Gordo, six inches by 60. This is a massive cigar. This is the magnum size. That's what I will enjoy today. Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready to go. Maximum BTU flame throwing and heat producing apparatus. Well, I'm using the old fashioned flint based method of litation. Oldest form of litation known to mankind. Goes back to the prehistoric days, to the caveman days. You can hear it. It works. Nothing fancy, but it will do the trick on my Rocky Patel Freedom. Cigar Cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. All right, let me cut the end of this beautiful Rocky Patel Freedom. Beautiful, perfect cut. I will now toast the foot of the cigar. Mick, what are you enjoying in the European Theater of Operations? Rejoined by Mick the Brit. What do you have, Mick? General, uh, some might say that it reminds them of me, but it's a Romeo and Julietta short Churchill. 
Well, the short, yes. <laughs> Romeo and Julieta, not so much. But <laughs> Romeo, I, maybe. Okay. Mm. On this. Mm. By the way, is that a Dominican or a Cuban, Mick? A Cuban, General. Mm. Well, you lowered yourself today, but next time we'll send you a Dominican and you can go first class. So let me puff and rotate. Mm. Very nice. Blow on the foot of this cigar. Take a few puffs. And as Mick the Brit would say, I need a little fuel to wash down this cigar. So without any further delay. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, let me get a couple of rocks here to put into my glass. I'm going to enjoy the first scotch that I ever had. Nothing fancy, but it's an oldie but goodie, and I'm talking about Dewar's White Label. Very popular. It is a blended scotch containing over 40 different whiskeys in the blend. Aberfeldy is the core. It's uh, relatively smooth. It's got very nice notes on the palate, a little bit of honey, a little toffee, not overly harsh, very, very mellow, not a lot of warmth factor, but I will open up this bottle of Dewar's, John Dewar & Sons, from Scotland, 100% Scotch whiskeys, product of Scotland. As I pour this in, swish that around. Wonderful notes. And, you know, the first time I was introduced to Dewar's, geez, I probably was about, I don't know, 16. Of course, today I'd probably be thrown in jail. The person that gave me a sip would be thrown in jail because we are such a prohibitionist, uptight society. And this uh, Dewar's, uh, when I first had it, took a little sip, started to appreciate it. And, of course, then I went into Chivas and went into the single malt scotches. And certainly my whiskey taste has been refined over the last 25 years. But let me say cheers here. Take a sip. You can't go wrong with Dewar's. You really cannot. Nice notes of, oh, I would say a little smoke, very light smoke, a little toffee. Little, little honey, nice finish. On the CDWF, the patented Cigar Dave warm factor, it's about a five, so not overly warm, but just very, very pleasant. Of course, Dewar's been making Scotch whiskey since 1846, and this is not an overly high proof. This is an 80 proof uh, whiskey. Their Dewar's White Label, 86.8 to be specific, but very, very nice, very pleasant. I know that you will enjoy it, and again. One of those beautiful Scotch whiskeys that isn't overly expensive, isn't overly touted, but just consistent, and they sell a ton of it. So I say cheers to all of you. Mick, what are you enjoying right now? I should say, how many cases of what are you enjoying right now? (laughs) Well, I must say, it's the... Of course, we are doing an Anglo-American broadcast, so if... I am I am actually libating with Jack Daniels, our good old friend Jack Daniels, old number seven, Tennessee whiskey, Churchill cigar, Jack Daniels, bourbon. And I've Mick, just I always it say, out. I always say that Jack is always a good friend and always, always there for you when you need a fine libation. You can never go wrong with Jack. And of course, you know, Mick, you sampled the Jack Daniels single barrel special Cigar Dave Alpha Select. Outstanding. I know you enjoy it. Yes. And uh, I also got to sample uh, the special Frank Sinatra edition as well. 
Thanks to you. Yes, you did. The Century, which is top shelf, baby. Top shelf. All right. So our cigar is lit. We've, we're enjoying our libation. Let us continue. 877-DAVE-007. 877-328-3007. First up, let us go to Utica, New York, just down the road from my alma mater, Syracuse. Been to Utica many times. Home of Utica Club at Matt's Brewing. Let's say hello to Peter. You are front and center with the General and Mick the Brit. Well, nice greetings to the both of you. And uh, I couldn't agree more with you about Trump. And when I heard what England was trying to do with their subcommittees and trying to roast poor Donald, I called the Trump organization and left uh, a little message. I said, all Trump has to do with England is just say two words. Go out and Google Rotherham, England. Rotherham, England. So, Mick, I'll test you. What Rotherham, England was the ultimate example of immigration problems and political correctness. Are you familiar with Correct. Uh, the Rotherham, yes. England problem? Yes, I am familiar. It's pronounced Rotherham. Uh, it's in Yorkshire, uh, in the north of England, oh. and you're absolutely right. The PC cover-up. Oh, the... That's right. Uh, One thing I should say that, Mick, because of the satellite connection, the callers will not be able to hear. So, Peter, let me let me just say I I totally forgot about that. So Mick actually uh, was just saying, and and, and as I I will relay, it's actually called uh, Rothram. It is in the northern part of the U.K. and uh, a huge problem there with uh, with migration and uh, and immigration. And there's no question if you look at all of Europe right now, we're seeing this. All these supposed women and children are nowhere to be found. And I don't know if you you saw, Peter, there was an article, not that, uh, actually last week, that a number of migrants now in, I believe, Sweden uh, murdered a uh, uh, a woman who was uh, working in one of the one of the migration centers. And so what we're seeing now is the people that are migrating, these migrants, they're not so white lily and so innocent. And the problem that I see happening not only in Europe but also those coming to the United States is they no longer want to become American. They, don't, uh, they no longer want to assimilate. They don't want to take our to adapt to them. And, you know, when I see people that say, well, well, well uh, for example, Muslims that say, well, I should have the right to have a driver's license and keep my burqa on, I'm sorry, no. And when I go around and I see... I see stores, you go to Dearborn, and everything is in Arabic. I have no problem with people wanting to retain their language. But when you're in the United States, you speak English. When you're in the United States, you should have a sign in English. If you want to continue your ways and the language you speak and not assimilating, stay back where you came from. And that's for any group. I don't care if they're coming from Italy. I don't care if they're coming from Saudi Arabia. I don't care if they're coming from Syria, for Australia. You come to the United States, you assimilate. Just as if, if I were to go move to the U.K. or Australia or some other country, I would obviously voluntarily, if I if I move there, I would say I want to become part of this country. There's a reason that I'm moving here. I want to assimilate and become part of that. And every immigrant group, and I don't care if it was the Poles, the Italians, the Irish, the, the Jer- Jews, the Germans, the Russians, uh, you name it. They came here. They wanted to become American, and they wanted to celebrate American holidays, and they were proud to display the flag. We don't have that with today's immigrant group coming from Mexico and coming from these Middle Eastern countries. And that is a huge problem. And what Ben Carson said 
on the debate this past uh, this past week on on Thursday evening, he was a hundred percent correct. He said, "You're all you're all welcome here, but if you don't want to assimilate and take our values, stay where the hell you came from." And that's my hey, feeling on that. Dave, Dave, yes. And one other comment: that whole problem that happened in England is an example of political correctness gone astray. For 16 years, 1997 to 2013, the police and municipal authorities were afraid of pursuing those 1,300 cases of child abuse. Why? Political correctness. They were afraid of offending the ethnic groups. I mean, it's the extreme example of what political correctness is going to. You are 100% correct, Peter. I agree totally. And political correctness has killed this country. And I can tell you one thing. The Cigar Dave Show is a bastion of political incorrectness. We are honest. We don't care who we offend. If you find something we say offensive, too damn bad. We're never going to apologize for it. Because the problem now is you say good morning to somebody, they look and say, I'm offended. I don't think it is a good morning. The sun's the sun's shining, and I don't like sun. I like cloudy days. That's how ridiculous it's become. But we don't apologize for anything, and neither should any alpha male. If somebody doesn't like it, I tell them right to their face. Too damn bad. And uh, that's that's uh, being an alpha male. It's 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 not apologizing for having an opinion that we're entitled to under this Constitution. Peter, here's what I want to do. I want to send you out the same Rocky Patel Freedom Cigar that I'm enjoying right now. So we will get a nice little sampler pack from Rocky Patel off to you to enjoy. And, hey, Peter, question for you. Is uh, is Vernon Downs still there in Utica? Vernon Downs is, yes, it's a casino now, a racino, as they call it, competing with the Turning Stone. So uh, I remember hey. going there uh, at Syracuse University a number of times to go watch the uh, – the, uh, the the harness uh, racing over at Vernon Downs. Nice little trip from Syracuse. So, Peter, we'll send those out to you. We appreciate you joining us. Now, lieutenants, when we come back, I will tell you about a very disturbing situation occurring in the American medical system and why the FDA, why the FDA is wasting time, not on this problem that I will mention, but on going after your cigars and what they are doing to be very unscrupulous in terms of, of studies and data. Nothing surprises me anymore, lieutenants. If the government says something, be very, very wary. Trust nothing that comes from the government. It's a, it's it's almost pitiful we have to feel that way, but we've seen time and time again how the government has lied, how the bureaucrats will do anything to advance their position, even manipulating the truth, but we will not allow that to stand here on the Cigar Dave Show. We continue front and center, the general, America's alpha male, Mick the Brit, joining us from the European Theater of Operations, 877-DAVE-007. Much more coming your way next. Follow the general 24-7 on Twitter at, at Cigar Dave Show. The story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pilatico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand-carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other, rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar features a rich, fuller-bodied, 
and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience. All right, let's say hello to Mike in Atlanta, listening on 640 WGST. You are up, Mike. Hi, Long Ashes, General. Back at you. All right, this is, uh, uh, want to uh, be a testament to the uh, Cigar Dave mobile app. I've followed you from Sarasota to Jackson, Mississippi, and now Atlanta, and can always find you. So uh, that's, that's beautiful. And we're also, we got a great affiliate in Atlanta, 640 WGST. Uh, one of the great uh, great stations in Atlanta. We are thrilled to be on there as well, and and so you can listen there as well. Absolutely. Uh, just wanted to ask you if you would consider. I know you're used to being in charge, but would you consider being Trump's running mate in November? I think that might just seal the deal. Well, I probably would. I, I will have to agree with you, Mike. Mike, I like being in the top job, just like Trump. We're alpha males. We like running the show. I would consider running for Florida governor. That would be a possibility. I like being, I, and I would never on a, in a million years run to, uh, to be a senator or a congressman because that's not a leadership job. I need to be in an executive capacity where I make decisions and run the show. I'm like Patton. I'm, I'm used to running the show. I'm not used to sitting uh, behind. But I think that whoever Trump, first of all, Trump's going to do a great job. Whoever he picks, I'm sure he's going to get somebody that'll be that'll be uh, certainly very capable. Now, would I consider being Secretary of Defense? I have to admit, uh, this general would probably enjoy sitting in the Pentagon running the show. Uh, I, I, I would consider that. But I would consider mostly the top job. So here's the deal. Florida Governor and then possibly president. Because when, when Trump, Trump, let's see, he's going to be 74. He could probably go two terms. That's a possibility. I'll probably let him do a term or two, and then maybe I'll get in there. But I'll tell you what, when I looked at the rest of the Republicans without Trump in there in the debate, I'm sorry. I like Mario Rubio, and he's a very good supporter of cigars. 
but he just has no executive experience. You need somebody that has run something, that has built something, that has managed something. And when you're a senator or a congressman, you just haven't. Governor's a different story. But the Florida governor, I think he's done in uh, two more years. So that would be, I know the mayor of Tampa, Bob Buckhorn, wants to run. But, Bob, as much as I like you, if I ran, I'd cream you. It'd be over. So I would consider and I, I would consider running for governor. And that's a possibility. I haven't ruled that out. That'd be fantastic for the state of Florida, no doubt about it. Well, I can tell you this, Mike. We would be, uh, all the meetings would be not outside smoking cigars. It would be inside the governor's mansion smoking cigars with libations, hot dames, and we would get a lot of stuff done. That I can guarantee you. And I will say this. I'm very friendly with Jose Oliva. And Jose is uh, the one of the owners of Oliva Cigar down in Miami. Jose is the Speaker of the House designate, and he represents the Hialeah and uh, North Miami area in the State House of Representatives. And he shares a house with about three other representatives and state senators. And every night on the porch, they've got cigars and dominoes and libations and Democrats, Republicans, you name the party. They're all there. They all get along. And it's very different than Washington. It's the only person who I've been told never really was cordial and affable and got along with everyone else in Tallahassee was Debbie Brillopad Schultz. She's the only one that everyone couldn't stand in Tallahassee when she was, I believe, a state representative. And I think she became a state senator, but I'm not sure. But everybody else gets along. I was there about a year ago. And there were Democrats, Republicans, there were lobbyists, there were people that worked in the various government agencies, everybody enjoying cigars, having a cocktail, everybody being very, very cordial and affable. And that's where a lot of business gets done. And I think we almost need to go back to the the proverbial smoke-filled rooms because that's where people got things done in a in a cordial manner. Same way with Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill. They would meet for cocktails every Friday, have a cigar now and then, and that's what we need to get back to. But, Mike, I appreciate the confidence you have placed in me, and if I run for governor or president, you will be the first to know. Mike, here's what I'd like to do for you. I'd like to send you out the new Henry Clay Stock Cut. Nice, rich, fuller-flavored cigar, square-pressed from uh, from Altatus and Henry Clay. You're going to love it, so stand by. We'll get that out to you. Uh, let me see. Do we have time to get to our next? Yeah, we have one more. We can get to Denny in Dearborn, Michigan. You are front and center, Denny. Well, you've been talking about my town cigar, Dave, and I call myself Denny from Dearbornistan because I've been here since 1986. I've seen what's going on. And I got to tell you, we do a lot of outreach to Muslims, and we love Muslims. We just hate Islam because those people what? are under under Islam, and they're they're slaves to it. So we do a lot of outreach. I do coaching. I they're my friends and so on. But uh, you're right. We've got to be careful, and we cannot diversity without assimilation is a formula for chaos. You are absolutely right, Cigar Dave. So please keep preaching that message. Yeah, and again, I I have no problem with anybody that wants to come to this country, no matter where they come from, as long as they say, hey, I want to embrace America, I want American values, I want to speak the language, I want to be a patriotic American. I have no problem with that, and they want to contribute. It's people that come that don't want to contribute that feel that we should change to them. I'm sorry, that I disagree with. But, Denny, you hit it right on the head, and uh, what I hate is, is Islamic extremism. I hate Islamic terrorists. I hate those people who want to terrorize this country, and I will never apologize for that. Political correctness be damned. You come to this country, we welcome you, but don't bite the hand that feeds you. 
Denny, here's what I'll do for you. I'm going to send you out some uh, uh, the Julius Caesar by Diamond Crown. Great cigar. I know you will enjoy. Lieutenants, hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show continues. Mick the Brett, our special co-host, 877-DAVE-007. Hour number two of Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers is next. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the Alpha Male Conversational Maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. We welcome you back, Lieutenants. I have my Rocky Patel Freedom that is wafting all around me. Incredible aroma. I've got my Dewar's White Label front and center right next to me. Nice and at reach. And I'm drawing Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers as we do each and every week, Saturday noon to 2 Eastern Time, live and joining me as my special guest co-host from the European Theater of Operations in the UK. Of course, we have Mick the Brent. And lieutenants, we welcome you to join us at 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. Email address, CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Don't forget, follow me at social media, Twitter at CigarDaveShow, Facebook, CigarDave. The only thing we ask is that you remain politically incorrect. And that you have a large set of nads being an alpha male and you apologize to nobody. Mick the Brit in the European Theater of Operations. Mick, as you know, this general is always pontificating that we must get the bureaucrats off our back. And I know that not only do we have the bureaucrats here in the United States, but you have them as well in Europe and in the United Kingdom too, Mick. Absolutely, General. And first and foremost, I must say what a privilege and an honour it is to be broadcasting alongside you here today. So thank you very much for inviting me on, General. Uh, Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, sir. We've got this big monolithic uh, house in Europe, in Brussels, and basically all all that Britain gets to do, Parliament now, is just rubber stamp what Brussels has put through shoved down to us uh, we have no um we have no rights over shall we say our sovereignty uh, in some respects uh, quite a lot of stuff that we've adopted here is actually been a, an edict from europe and there are a lot of unelected bureaucrats there that are, are just pushing it down and shoving it down our throats and quite honestly we've had enough and i quite totally agree and endorse exactly what you're saying general well, we've got the bureaucrats here. And what is amazing, these bureaucrats are unelected. Nobody elected them. They do not respond to the legislative branch, to the House or the Senate. 
they feel that they have the divine right because they were they were nominated by the executive branch and in many cases these bureaucrats stay over multiple administrations and feel they're accountable to nobody and what is amazing is the largest the most the the largest increase in employment percentage wise has been the federal government over the last four to six years. It is the federal government hiring more and more bureaucrats under the Obama administration. And I've always said that, to me, the FDA has far bigger issues than worrying about cigars. And let me give you a perfect case in point. Yesterday, in the New York Times, headline, drug shortages forcing hard decisions on rationing treatment. Such shortages are the new normal in American medicine. But the rationing that results has been largely hidden from patients and the public. And it talks about specifically the Cleveland Clinic, how they've been very open about the fact that they've had to ration drugs, certain drugs for different surgeries. They have been, there have been short supply. There's a number of reasons for that. And after reading this article, my feeling was this has been going on now for about a year and a half. You would think the FDA would be all over this. You would think this would be the FDA's number one priority to make sure there are plenty of drugs, medications as necessary to treat people with cancer, to treat people with heart disease, for surgery. You would think this would be the number one item by the Food and Drug Administration. No. The number one priority for the FDA is not overseeing drugs, not overseeing food, because we all know that they can't even regulate dog treats, the safety of dog treats, coming in from our enemy China. Yet, the FDA and their bureaucrats are going after cigars, a product that, have been, that has been around for 500 years that has bothered nobody. There is no basis in fact, none, zero, to equate any form of increase in disease with moderate, reasonable use of cigars. None. There have been study after study after study. They can't find anything. And I know from an anecdotal purpose I know so many people. Look at George Burns, lived to 100. Milton Burrow was in his 90s. My grandfather was 85 J, uh, uh, from J.C. Newman's Cigars. Stanford Newman and Frank Yaneza from Viazone. Two giants in the world of cigars. Smoked umpteen cigars a day. Both lived to the ripe age of 90, and they were healthy to the very end. And so I ask, why does the FDA have to waste their time with those of us that want a cigar? Because they're on a moral mission. And their moral mission is to take away Americans' rights to enjoy legal products. They don't care that we enjoy it. They don't care that it's a legal product. They don't care that it employs people. They don't care that there's no basis to equate cigars with any sort of disease. Now, I'm not talking about people that go out and smoke 20 cigars a day. Nobody would advocate that. But in moderation, which is what today's cigar connoisseur, the way they enjoy cigars, there is no issue. Well... Imagine my shock when I see a, a bulletin that the FDA came out with several weeks ago with the headline, FDA requests information on psychosocial predictors of consumer initiation, uptake, and use of tobacco and other products. Now, I looked at this and I said, hmm. What the hell is this talking about? Psychosocial predictors of consumer initiation, uptake, use of tobacco. So I started reading. Let me share this exactly with you. Because what the FDA is now doing is resorting to unpublished science, junk science. 
The FDA Center for Tobacco Products announces a request for information, an RFI related to psychosocial predictors of uptake and continued use of tobacco products, including specific categories of tobacco products and individual tobacco products, as well as other products from which predictors may be adapted for or extrapolated to tobacco products. I had to read that again. I'm like, what in the hell are they talking about? That's got to be the longest damn run-on sentence I've ever seen. Only a bureaucrat could write a sentence like that. A bureaucrat or a bureaucrat attorney, one of the two. So what they want to do in the first, in the first paragraph is they're looking for information that would predict people that would use or start tobacco and predictors that may be adapted or extrapolated to tobacco products. So anything that can show some sort of correlation. It goes on to say the FDA is seeking data and information in the form of reports and manuscripts which are unpublished or not available through index bibliographic databases. Let me repeat that. Unpublished. What is an unpublished study? That means that study was either rejected by a peer group for being bogus or it was unpublished because it wasn't accepted by any publication because they felt that there was no basis in their science or their scientific evidence. But does the FDA care about science? Do they care about facts? Do they care about peer groups that say that's not legitimate? They don't care because to the end, to the FDA, the end justifies the means. What does the FDA want? They want total and absolute prohibition on your cigars. They go on to say, the FDA has already searched the publicly available scientific literature and is now seeking to supplement that with information that is not included in the published scientific literature. And they ask comments and information to be uh, submitted by March 4th, 2016. So what they are looking for now, they've come out and said, we're looking for any bogus, any fabricated studies. We don't care if they're published We just want anything that will advance our cause. We don't care about the truth. That's what the FDA is telling you and telling all of us in this bulletin that came out. So they are now using unpublished science, junk science, fabricated science, lying science, and yet they're going after our cigars. So in this country, we have got a huge problem with drug shortages in the nation's operating rooms and cancer centers and in other parts of hospitals and in medicine. And is the FDA focusing on that? No. Instead, the FDA's number one priority is to find BS science, horse manure, contrived junk science that they can find so that they can advance their cause for cigar prohibition. That's all you need to know. The FDA has nothing better to do. They don't care about the food supply. They certainly don't care about solving a very large drug, a critical drug shortage that's affecting patients across this country on a daily basis. But they're worried about you and I enjoying an occasional cigar. Screw the FDA. And screw the Obama administration. Because what they have done, not only to cigars, but to every business and every organization in this country, is shoved down more laws down our throat, so much so that these bureaucrats and the Obama administration look at American businesses and American citizens as the enemy. The enemy is not the Chinese. The enemy is not Iran. The enemy is not Muslim uh, extremists. 
The enemy is not Russia. We are the enemy. According to Obama and according to the bureaucrats under his pur- purview, the American people and American businesses are the enemy. That, to me, is outrageous. We are the ones funding these clowns. We are the ones whose tax dollars are funding not only the FDA, but all these bureaucrats and record numbers to make our life more difficult. But those of us that enjoy cigars, we're paying for the state children's health insurance program with a 53% excise tax on our cigars. Did you any of you ever get a thank you note from any of the children that are getting health care because of us? Did you ever get any acknowledgement from anybody in the government saying thank you to the cigar connoisseurs because they are picking up the tab for children to have health care? I don't recall it, but yet we're evil. We're the ones that are the enemies, and I am fed up, and that's why America is fed up, and that's why, without any question in my mind, Donald Trump will become the next president of the United States. And that's why these Republicans and Democrats, these establishment people, have no clue They don't realize the anger that is taking place in America, whether it is in the Midwest, in the Southeast, the Northwest, you name it. In their little coddled fantasy lands of Washington, D.C. and New York, everything's all great. They all get their, uh, they're all smeared, they're all on the dole, they're all on the take, they're all looking for the next gig, for the next bureaucratic appointment, but American people, the American taxpayers and American citizens are fed up. We're fed up with Democrats. We're fed up with Republicans. We're fed up with bureaucrats. And enough is enough. And I say a revolution is necessary, and that's to kick out all these clowns that for so many years have been sitting on the government gravy train making our life difficult and miserable. When I see all the thousands and thousands of pages of government regulation that the Obama administration and the bureaucrats have come out with, and even under Bush, and even under Clinton, and under the first Bush, it goes on and on and on. We need to take a giant red pen, and I hope Donald Trump does this when he's elected president, and say, you know what, the IRS, let's go to a national sales tax. Let's get rid of all these ridiculous uh, inspectors, all these, uh, uh, an IRS code that is so cumbersome that it, it if you stacked all the regulations up would be about 10 feet in the air. Let's get rid of the Department of Commerce. What do they do? Let's get rid of the Department of Education. All the education should go back to the states and the local municipalities. Let's get an ex, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of these stupid ass bureaucrats who bitch and moan because they don't get a day off when there's snow. There's there's a speckle of snow. They should get the day off and we have to pay for it. I'm fed up with Washington, I'm fed up with Congress, I'm fed up with the administration, and the American people are fed up. And the perfect case in point is this drug shortage. We have a huge drug shortage, and the FDA does nothing, but they have time to go after our cigars. Screw the FDA and screw the Obama administration. We'll continue, lieutenants, right around the corner. Alpha male conversational maneuvers continue on the the Cigar Dave Show. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar. 
but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no, it's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up the Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And the Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase the Banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of the Banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. A couple of uh, messages from uh, via our mobile app. By the way, if you download the Cigar Day mobile app, you can catch the show live, noon to 2 Eastern, and then a continuous loop 24-7, as well as the shows on demand. And we've also got a uh, where you can just hit a button, and it calls uh, calls a Cigar Dave show if you want to get on with us at 877-DAVE-007. And also, you can send us a message. And uh, this is a classic. Just received this from uh, one of our... One of our lieutenants, he says, Long Ashes General, just thinking, wouldn't it be great to have 24 hours of the Cigar Dave show piped into Hillary's jail cell? If I knew that 
this show was going to be piped into her jail cell for 24 hours, you know I would go to town. I would absolutely go to town. And then I received another one, uh, another lieutenant saying, uh, General, the cosmetic that Arnold Schwarzenegger wore in his film Commando, camo makeup for his role as Colonel John Matrix, would be great for a small boy. And, of course, he's referring to the 8-year-old boy named Ethan Wilwert, who uh, looked like a little boy George. His, his Christmas wish was to go to the MAC cosmetics store and get made up in drag. Lovely. So I agree with you. I think camo is what uh, exactly we should do. All right, speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, got a great, uh, there's a great picture of him about a week or so ago. He and his girlfriend, Heather Milligan, I believe she is a masseuse, if I'm not mistaken, or an esthetician. Uh, no, I'm sorry, a physical therapist. I'm sure she performs some physical therapy on Arnold. Yeah, it's fantastic. You should see the physical therapy she works on me. But uh, after lunch in Beverly Hills, he's in his convertible. Picture of him with a jacket on. He's got a cigar in his mouth, chomping on it. And uh, the girlfriend, Heather Milligan, is next to him. And I'm looking. I'm trying to It almost looks a like a Cuban Partagas Series D. I'm not sure. It's got a red and gold band. Almost looks like a Cuban. But I think it's great that Arnold Schwarzenegger, not afraid to be shown enjoying his cigar in public. Uh, let us bring back Mick the Brit. Mick, I've got a little item here that I think you will find of interest. What have I always preached? When men are getting married, what do I always preach on this show, Mick? Sign a prenup. Correct. Prenuptial agreement. Those three words could save your life and your bank account. Well, Terrell Owens, the former football player, got married apparently a year ago, and the divorce uh, proceedings still going on. He married Rachel Snyder. They were married a grand total of 72 hours, three days, three days. And she says that she deserves to continue the lifestyle she grew accustomed to during the 72 hours of her marriage, and she's going after alimony. She wants Owens to pay for her legal costs, and she also says that they she should be entitled to community property. They were married for 72 hours. Mick, if Terrell Owens would have had a prenuptial agreement from this wackadoodle, you wouldn't be having this problem. But isn't it amazing the chutzpah this woman has? They're married three days, and she now wants to continue living the lifestyle that she's accustomed to. What a joke. I say, adios, sayonara, hit the ejection button. Remember, lieutenants, you get married, three words, pre nuptial agreement. Don't come crying to this five-star if you don't sign it and she takes everything, including your cigars, your bank account, your house, and your libations. The January selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Perla Del Mar by J.C. Newman. It's a smooth, silky smoke with caramel and woody notes ever present. Perla Del Mar has an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper and Nicaraguan filler and binder, giving it a depth of flavor you'll enjoy in Nicaraguan tobacco. Discover life's treasures. Discover Perla Del Mar. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Cigar Dave's health recommendation. Include ample amounts of wreckage and stackage in your daily diet. Screw the fruits and vegetables. Oh, there will be ample amounts of meat-related products next week for Super Snacks for Super Bowl next Saturday, February 6th. Our yearly tradition as we celebrate the Super Bowl with ample amounts of great delicacies and libations. Colonel Ange has sent us his list of delicacies. We have posted them on CigarDave.com. And the menu includes, but it's not limited to, Bronco Burgers, a mile-high burger with ample amounts of ground chuck, stuffed with jalapeno peppers, onions, hot sauce, and corn chips. I like that, corn chips. You get the snack into the main entree. I like that. Grilled cam and cheese in honor of Cam Newton from the Carolina Panthers. There are two types of people in this world, people who say they like bacon and people who understand there is never such a thing as too much of it. A cheese sandwich is completely wrapped in bacon and grilled just like Cam Newton. The sandwich brings home the bacon. We'll have layers of flavors, buffalo wings, bacon-wrapped buffalo poppers. We will have a takeoff on a Boston butt. We're going to call call it uh, Belichick and Brady butt because what we're going to do is chop an end off it and pulverize it into smithereens the way that the Patriots were pulverized last week by the Broncos. All the details at CigarDave.com. And instead of conducting broadcast maneuvers from the Pooch Pit in the Western New York Theater of Operations, they'll be coming to the Cigar City to the Pleasure Pit, the five-star Pleasure Pit. We'll have Colonel Ange, Captain Paul Exo Tim, I believe Brady from... Brady's Backyard Barbecue will be there. Sommelier Dave will have the whole crew. Libations, delicacies, super snacks for Super Bowl next Saturday live, noon to 2 Eastern. Make sure you listen and get your grills fired up. We're going to have all our grills. We're going to have smokers. 
I'm going to tell you the environmentalists are going to be ticked because we're going to be emitting so much carbon into the air. The vegans are going to be so ticked off because there'll be ample amounts of dead animal products. The prohibitionists will be totally ticked because we're going to have cigars and we're going to have great libations. And, of course, the feminists will be ticked because we're going to be having our harem dancing on poles right under the uh, pleasure pit. So it will be a wonderful afternoon. We want you to join us. And you know I'm rooting for the Carolina Panthers. The city of Charlotte has always welcomed me, shown me incredible hospitality as we've done our show there for, I think, 15 times, 16 times. And stay tuned, those of you listening on 1110 WBT, we may have something up our sleeve in June. We'll let you know in the next few weeks. But, lieutenants, I I am rooting for Charlotte. If my Buffalo Bills can't win, I love the city of Charlotte, love North Carolina. I like the way that the Panthers play. And Bruce DeHaven, who was the special teams coach for the Panthers, the former Buffalo Bills special team coach for many years, big fan of his, and I hope that he wins it and gets that uh, title. So we'll be rooting for the Panthers. And I can tell you this, lieutenants, the food that we have is – Without any question, hearty, tasty, satisfying, Colonel Ange will do a fantastic job. That I can tell you. And I would put that next to any supposed gourmet meal. And let me give you an example. There's a restaurant in New York called Per Se. It is uh, owned by, uh, I think it's Thomas Kelleher, if I'm not mistaken, who also owns the French Laundry, which is supposedly a really upscale, fancy-schmancy place in Napa Valley. And I ate there a number of years ago for uh, my father's uh, birthday. We all went, my sister, my mother, and I. And uh, at the time, it was very expensive. I mean, per se, I think it was like maybe three twenty-five at the time. You get like eight courses. But, of course, every course, you need an electron microscope to actually see the food. Like the first course is they have, we have stuffed venison with a little sauce of deer glaze and mint of thyme garnish. Well, you look at the thing, you think you're going to get a nice piece of, you know, piece of meat. You look at it, I'm telling you it's the size of a nickel. You need a, a microscope to see this thing. Well, you get eight of those courses, that's the equivalent of having maybe one one-hundredth of a bite of a cheeseburger. So I was not a big fan. I always called it per so-so. And of course, people said, oh, per se, it's so fancy, it's so great. Oh, it's wonderful. you got to go. The food, the service. Well, Per Se got panned. I'm reading a New York Post article here. Uh, New, per Se got panned. Actually, it was in the New York Times. They got a two-star. They formerly a four-star restaurant. And the, the food critic, Pete Wells, said Chef Thomas Keller got away with obscenely raising prices for too long. In 2004, it was $154 overpriced back then for a nine-course meal. 325 bucks today. That's without tip, and that's without without any libations. And uh, it says they ran on their three Michelin star reputation and went on to say that their wildly inflated wine prices, $1,500 more for certain wines than, than they would people would be charged in other restaurants. And they called, per se, a tired menu, indifferent service. That's why I called it per so-so. I'll tell you, you want good food in New York, you go to Katz's Deli. You get yourself a pastrami sandwich. I would put up a $15 pastrami sandwich next to any of the garbage that per se spews out from their overrated five-star supposed chefs and kitchens. So, lieutenants, 
When you hear all these foo-foo people, these foodies say, oh, I just, it's divine. I had a 14-course meal. It was great. The, the stuffed rabbit with a side of duck pate was simply divine. It's all garbage. Give me a nice piece of meat, grilled or smoked in a cooker. Give me a pastrami sandwich. Give me a Salem's hot dog charbroiled. Give me some buffalo wings, and I'm a very happy five-star. And Mick the Brit, I know that I've taken you to many of the fine culinary institutions in the Western New York Theater of Operation, including chefs where you have these spaghetti parmesan. I think a, a plate of spaghetti parmesan is like 16 bucks, and, and it's out of this world. You enjoyed it, didn't you, Mick? Absolutely, 100%. In fact, that meal alone would have done me. But it was absolutely fantastic. Even on a Monday, the restaurant was packed. That's right. And we, you, of course, went to Anchor Bar multiple times. You had the buffalo chicken wings. You had the beef on weck, all the buffalo specialties. Fantastic. Absolutely. And they, and they, make, they give you such great service and great value for money. That they do. So, you know, three, when I hear somebody say $325 for a nine-course meal, I'm sorry. They better serve you the whole damn cow for that kind of money. Because to me, I'm just not one of these foo-foo fancy foodies. Give me something that's that's made on a grill, that's cooked in a smoker, and I'm a happy camper. All right, lieutenants, let's say hello to uh, Andrew in Las Vegas. You are front and center. We go from uh, Sin City to the Cigar City. Long ass to see you, General Days. Back at you, Andrew. I have a question about these FDA regulations and a couple questions. One is if the FDA wants to go after cigars, then why aren't they going after the 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 pansy cigars like the black and mild first, which are just a small-time cigarettes with a pipe tobacco, and now two cigars. Well, they are. Actually, Andrew, they're going after everything. I mean, they've already gone after cigarettes. They're going after now cigars and OTP, which is other tobacco products. Initially, the focus was on cigarettes, uh, cigarettes, and there was a, a line in the regulation in the Family Smoking Prevention Act that said that down the road, a rulemaking could allow the FDA commissioner to include cigars. Well, of course, they came out with the rulemaking, and that's what they're trying to do. So they're already going after cigarettes, and now they want to go after cigars. But the reality is this, is that cigars are smoked for an entirely different purpose than cigarettes. People do not smoke cigars as a nicotine transportation device. They are not addicted to cigars. They are not, uh, uh, they don't smoke 20 cigars a day. Cigars are an occasional adult indulgence. And you don't see kids on the corner of a, uh, a at a playground, smoking cigars. It does not happen, even though the FDA would love to make everybody believe that that happens. It simply doesn't. So they are going after they're going after cigars as well as cigarettes. The fact of the matter is, they just want total prohibition. And even if you don't smoke cigars. I say this to everyone. They will go after your libations. They're going to go after your food. And I've got a case in point that I will get to in just a moment. But, Andrew, here's what I'll do for you. I would like to send you out the January Officers Club selection of the Perla Del Mar Cigar 
by J.C. Newman. It is a beautiful, mild to medium, creamy cigar made in Nicaragua, square-pressed. It means pearl of the sea, and it is indeed a wonderful pearl of a cigar. So, Andrew, stand by. We'll get the Pearl of Del Mar out to you. And, Mick, we talked about the enemies of pleasure. That when they're done with cigars, they're going to go after your food, they're going to go after your libations, and I have a perfect case in point. The National Transportation Safety Board here in the United States comes out with a most wanted list every year. And they came out with it about a week and a half or so ago, or about two weeks ago, a list of policies they would like implemented uh, nationally. And one of the items they want on their on their fantasy list, they would like to decrease the legal driving limit to essentially one drink. They want to take the legal limit on blood alcohol content from 0.08 down to 0.05. The founder of Mothers Against Drug Driving has been against lowering the blood alcohol limit because, as she said, I founded Mothers Against Drug Driving, or MAD, to go after perpetual serial uh, of violators, people that aren't driving after one cocktail or two, but people who are diehard, repetitive drunks, people that have caused accidents. And when you look at the statistics, the people that cause these accidents, it's not people that have 0.08 or 0.07 or 0.05. It's people that have had 0.12, 0.16, 0.2. We see that in t- time after time. And usually the people that drive while, uh, while drunk are habitual offenders. I have no problem getting those people off the road. I don't think any rational person. I do, however, have a big issue by going after someone that has one drink to now all of a sudden throw them in the clink. And even the police chiefs in America have come out and said, 0.08 is fine. We don't need to lower it past that. Otherwise, all we'd be doing is is arresting innocent people that had one cocktail. And here's really, when, when you look at it, the 0.08, how it relates, it, it all... It relates to the average weight of a person. So, for example, a 0.05 blood alcohol content level would reduce the number of drinks an average man of 180 pounds could have to just two. Okay? Now, women, a 100-pound woman, would reach the 0.05 blood alcohol content limit with just one drink. Two drinks would put any women under 220 pounds at or above the 0.05 limit. Now, the question is, do we want to throw women or men, people that have a cocktail or two cocktails over a course of a few-hour period in jail because the, we've lowered the limit to an unreasonable level? I think the answer to that is a resounding no. But what we're seeing is an increase in the, in the, the move towards prohibition. The NTSB wants it. We've seen other groups come out for it. It is There's no doubt in my mind that we will come out eventually in the next year or so. They've gone after cigars. They've gone after your soda. They're going after your food. Now they want to go after the legal blood alcohol content limit. And to bring it down to such an unreasonable level, in my estimation, would do nothing but crowd our jails with people who should not be in jail because they had one drink or maybe two. You want to put a habitual drunk driver? No problem. Someone that's had three, four, five? No problem. But one or two? That's really going off the edge. And I, I, the NTSB does a lot of good work with their, with their investigations of airplane incidents and, and, and traffic incidents and certainly with, with rail incidents. But I'm sorry. 
to take the blood alcohol content and propose going from 0.08 to 0.05, the NTSB is wrong. Because you look at data after data, and it shows it's the habitual drunk drivers. In fact, they've even come out. The FDA has even come out and said that they really have to, to, to analyze more data to understand the scope of the problem and the effectiveness of this countermeasure. Well, I would suggest they just look at all the data on accidents and see what the blood alcohol content level is. I'll guarantee it's way in excess of .08, and none of them are at .05. Lieutenants, the final and concluding segment of this edition of The Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Have you seen the new CigarDave.com yet? Listen to the show, check out videos of the general, and sign up for the Officers Club. It's all available at CigarDave.com. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Cigar Dave Show, your passport to unabashed pleasure. We continue front and center final segment. I want to wish Cigar Mother a speedy recovery up in the Western New York Theater of Operations. Doing very well, I'm sure, listening to the show as we speak. I bring Mick the Brick back on. Mick, uh, I heard uh, during the break, I heard something playing in the background at uh, the European Theater of Operations studio. What was that? 
Yes, indeed. Um, like your uh, Super Bowl, um, my team, my soccer team, Crystal Palace, are now fruit of the fifth round of the FA Cup. It's a cup knockout competition. Starts off with over 500 teams, and then we get down to the final, played out at Wembley, broadcast all around the world. It's one of the oldest uh, competitions in the world, and uh, my team are fruit of the next round. So uh, that's I was yes, I was monitoring that from the BBC. Uh, Crystal Palace, isn't that the name of a gentleman's club in downtown London? <laughs> well, if you care to watch, uh, yeah, yeah, should be. In the way some of them play sometimes, you think it was. But uh, having said that, if you care to watch uh, uh, N- NBC uh, Soccer Network. That's uh, right, actually, or Sportsnet. Yep. Sportsnet, yeah. They had a documentary about Crystal Palace called Behind the Badge. So, um, yeah, you should be aware, and some of the lieutenants are probably aware of Crystal Palace now. Now, Mick, how many games were played uh, to reach this point? Oh, wow. I mean, it literally starts with my non-competition. Yeah, it literally starts with my uh, non-league team uh, around the corner. So, a couple of hundred games? Couple hundred games. Well, yeah, but 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 the um, the say the Premier teams they actually come in uh, round number three proper. So uh, okay. So let's just say ballpark. What a couple hundred games? You think? Yeah, some of them could do that. Okay, maybe, so well, a couple hundred games, so, and, and how many how many cumulative goals in those couple hundred games? Like six? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd be what lucky was, to get. What yeah. was? Yeah, what was the score of the Crystal Palace game today? One nil. No, come on, come on. It's points on the ball. Snooze yeah. fest, snooze fest, Mick. Snooze it, fest. Listen, soccer is a balance of between chess and ballet. That's the best way. Yes, to it's a balance soccer. of boredom and boredom. There you go. <laughs> All right, Mick. Let me let me ask you this: uh, Are you familiar with the British Field Marshal Jeffrey Amherst? No, but I'm not really a historian. I couldn't see any future in history, so I never bothered. Carry on, General. Ah, that's good, Mick. No future in history. Very good, Mick. I will say this. You know, we're seeing on college campuses now, Mick, that everybody's offended. Everybody's offended at a mascot. They're offended at at, at, at somebody saying something. Everybody's offended. And the latest is Amherst College in Amherst, Massachusetts. Lord Jeff is their mascot at Amherst College, a reference to Amherst's namesake, British Field Marshal Jeffrey Amherst, who some historians believe but don't know for sure, encouraged the distribution of smallpox-infected blankets to Native Americans with whom the British were fighting during the French and Indian War. Student activists demanded that the mascot be pulled. They they delivered an ultimatum to the uh, Amherst president and the board of trustees in November, along with a statement that condemns the inherently racist nature of the unofficial mascot, the Lord Jeff. Well, the Amherst College Board of Trustees announced... This week, that it had voted to eliminate all references to the school's unofficial Lord Jeff mascot. And what is amazing to me is that if somebody gets offended, one person, up, oh, we got to change the mascot. I would say, you don't like the mascot? Go somewhere else. This political correctness is nonsense. And now they're even talking about there's a movement, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, to take their names off buildings. We should get rid of these monuments because they own slaves. These were our founding forefathers. You cannot change history. Similar, Mick, to how some revisionist historians in England airbrushed away a cigar of Winston Churchill in a very famous picture of him 
uh, at the Winston Churchill Museum. A number of years ago, they had a big, giant picture of him as you entered the museum, and something was missing, and that was his cigar, Revisionist History. You cannot screw with history. I agree. And listen, you're absolutely right. And there's only two days we've got any control over, and that's today and perhaps tomorrow. And together, we should work mutually together to our mutual benefits in order to uh, get through life. Yes, I agree. And so now we're seeing all these colleges across the country. I mean, I've got another one that I'll get to in the next few. Penn State asked students to report microaggressions to administrators. Here's another one. In East, East Carolina University, they, uh, if you give a student a neck rub, you could be hauled before a sexual misconduct board under new rules approved by the Board of Trustees. The new policy describes sexual battery as the intentional or attempted sexual touching of another person's clothed or unclothed body, including, but limited to, this is the good part, the mouth, neck, buttocks, anus, genitalia, or breasts by another with any part of the body or any subject in a sexual manner without their consent. If you go to hug somebody, hey, you know, you're having a bad day, let me give you a hug, that could be considered sexual misconduct. And they did it very, very quietly. So we have some more time. We'll get into that. By the way, real quickly, Barbie, they're coming out with a whole bunch of uh, new different Barbie models, curved and thin and, and different races. I like my choice for Barbie, rack, pack, and stack. Nice big rack, tight little bottom, a 10 all the way around. Mick, do you concur? I concur and go Trump. Go Trump is right. Mick, as always, great having you. We'll have you on next week for Super Snacks for Super Bowl. Cigar Day of the General saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha Male next week. Super Snacks for Super Bowl. We celebrate Super Bowl with great delicacies, libations from the Pleasure Pit down in the Cigar City.